Welcome to episode 34 of the Pro Painter podcast. Um, we've got a bit of a, a special episode for you as we're doing some um, specific uh, focus and a, a bit of a chat on an upcoming event. Um, well, we're hoping uh, an upcoming event later in the year in the year based in the UK. Um, just quickly, Rob is supposed to be joining us as well. Um, however, his little girl is struggling to get to sleep. So he's going to join us as soon as he can. So hopefully um, you'll hear his sexy voice on later. Uh, but to join me on this episode, um, I'm firstly joined by Deck. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks, Matt. Thanks very much for having us on. No, I, I really appreciate it. I was saying earlier that... Um, uh, you actually dropped me a message because you're running uh, the event we're covering, which is, well, you're helping run. Is it, is it a triumvirate? Is that right? It, it, yeah, it is a triumvirate. Yes, yeah. myself, Ben and Joe. Great, great. So that's um, going to be Warhammer Achievements. Um, and we've also joined by Ben as well. Yeah, hi, and thank you for having me. It's um, good to be on. You're very welcome. We've had a good chat about your uh, about your last name. I pussied out the last minute there, attempting to pronounce it, but it is. I'm going to go for it. Ben Van Buell. Oh, good. You got it right first yeah, time. Yeah, awesome. But I've actually got it typed on my phone phonetically. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> slightly cheated. And obviously, uh, Dex's full name for those who are interested is Declan Walters. Um, so um, hopefully, Rob will join us shortly. I'm keeping an eye on my phone. Oh, he's just said ten minutes. There you go. Um, so we've mentioned the, the name of the event, which is Warhammer Achievement. So it's a UK event, big shock. Um, and Deck, you actually messaged me the other day saying you, you know, you're offering to come on podcast, have a, have a chat about the event, which I think is a great yeah. idea. Um, it's something I've really enjoyed when um, Chris has been involved with it in the past with things like the Black Sun, which, which is awesome. Um, and um, I was actually doubly keen because a um, I really want to go this year and I'm planning to go. Um, obviously, that was before the current worldwide situation that we don't really need to bang on about because everyone knows what's going on. Um, although that might be a bit weird. I was just thinking this the other day. Maybe people listen to this a couple of years down the road. And they're like, what the fuck are they on about? And it'd be like, oh, the the coronavirus plague of the 2020s. Um, and uh, I completely lost my train of thought there for a second. Um, actually, I listened to you on a, and it's, it's a good time for a shout out, which is I listened straight, watched uh, the Mitzi and Jimbo show you did week before last. Yeah. Um, so they put that up as a podcast and um, upload that to YouTube as well. And um, I... The, They've actually been really great for me recently because I've actually been video gaming, like playing on my PC. And I've had that just running in the background. It's one of those perfect... It's like It feels like you're almost playing with mates. like They're chatting shit in the background and you're just running around <laughs> shooting stuff. Um, so that was really insightful. It definitely piqued my interest in, in Warhammer achievements this year. And the biggest thing was I realised is I'd actually text Steve Wren earlier this year saying, look, mate, sorry I didn't make achievements last year. I'll definitely make it this year. And he's not running it. So... <laughs> No, he's not. No, I hadn't realised. So, and also the other thing I was going to ask: so you've said Joe, which Joe? Hmm. There's uh, a lot of Joes in the hobby. <laughs> there are a lot of Joes. It's um, um it's Joe Shepherd. He's I believe I think he won or came second last year. Okay. Um, so he's been to. Uh, one achievements so far, but he's uh, quite good in the, in terms of background writing and things like that. So he's been very much helpful in, in creating a narrative for the event and helping try to realise in words some of the ideas that we've been having. So that's how he fits in. 
Fantastic. I thought we'd give him a little mention because it was one of the things that, as I said, I was listening to the Mitzi and Jimbo show, which everybody should go and check out. They've been really, for me, some of my favourite content recently because it's it's almost felt like that hangout and paint and chat with your mates kind of kind of vibe. Um, yeah. So they're on YouTube and, and all the usual podcast bits and bobs. Um, so, yeah, they mentioned Joe and I'm like, what Joe? Like I was genuinely like <laughs> racking my brain trying to work out which which Joe was going to be helping you run this event. So that's brilliant. We've well, mentioned his role. Have you have you two kind of got defined roles for for, for achievements? Uh, no. So so Joe's doing all our social media and all the all the clever stuff, all the all the thought process. But Ben's doing quite a lot of our um, quite a lot of our rules. Um, okay. And uh, Ben has helped Steve in the past. So Ben's our expert on the day. Um, I I appear to have been the person who contacts podcasts, but I'll, I'll be helping Ben on the day as well. <laughs> you're the, so, and, and you're the social one. Yeah, I don't quite know how that's happened, but uh, yeah. So uh, and um, Joe is uh, Joe's looking to play on on the day because he hasn't done as many tournaments as many achievement tournaments as myself and Ben. So we're sort of splitting it, but it's an organic split. Okay. I don't think we've actually got a got a genuine split between us. Right, that's fair enough. So let's get into the nitty gritty of it. Um, so when are you hoping? And literally, I've got my I've got my fingers crossed, my toes crossed. I think my balls are crossed for this date. <laughs> so what, when are you looking at this event? Um, yeah, so so us as well. So um, we're doing it as part of the Blood and Glory Gaming Convention um, that is being run by Bad Dice by Ben Curry. Okay. Um, and it's on the so our bit is on the tenth and eleventh of October. Um, the actual convention will start on the 9th of October on Friday. Um, I think the intention is to have a uh, to have a Underworlds Grand Clash and things like that on the Friday. Um, but we're Saturday and Sunday, so 10th and 11th. Okay, fantastic. Which is what you, you'd expect from an event, and I'm sure you're fully expecting people to turn up on the Friday anyways. The, yeah. the usual swarms of people arrive at different times and probably try and drink the bar dry. Um <laughs> And so obviously it's running with the the Bad Dice um, event, and that's going to be it's Derby, isn't it? Is that right? Is it actually? Um, uh, no, he's no. moved it. Oh, was it? So he's yeah, he's moved it to Nottingham. Oh, okay. Um, so right. so he had it at the Derby Roundhouse, I think, for three years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and he's he's just moved it to Nottingham just to it's a, a a different venue, but he wants to increase the size, and the Roundhouse was a bit limited, so he's going for some very large a very large age of sigma and a very large 40k tournament and then we'll nestle in nicely between them and uh, and take up the fun players nuzzled in brilliant yeah. and how many players are you looking for what what's your what's your goal um so we've got tables for about 45 ish um so we can do odd numbers because we do doubles and things um but um yeah we, we we can go up to about 45 normally we look at 32 yeah. i think last year steve got slightly over 40 which is uh, impressive we're not quite expecting those numbers but you, um you say that but you know <laughs> we can't go and do tournaments at the moment um you might be surprised who turns up to be fair um yes that would yeah. be my we, thoughts we, on. we we always have a slight so we have a slight issue at when ben curry first did the tournament it, it was very close to raw Yes, um, which yeah. is the event run by Mitzi and Jimbo. So Mitzi and Jimbo move, yeah, they move their Raw tournament to avoid it, and then this has moved straight back. So Raw is the weekend before, so there's loads of people signed up for that. So um, we we think we'll we'll lose a couple to that, but that's fine. Mitzi and Jimbo and the team put on a cracking event, so 
it's uh, it's nice to follow them. Yeah, again, uh, I think you think you're going to lose anybody, and I don't think you will. Like if, <laughs> if events are going forward at that point of year, it's it's going to be like a you know a guy who's been stuck in the desert for three months and has not had a drink, and someone puts a nice cold pint of Fosters in front of him. And, you know, it's going to be that kind of thing. I think events, when they start, it's not going to be a slow build-up to people doing tournaments. <laughs> I think it's going to go absolutely mental, um, which is great. Um, <laughs> I can't, I definitely can't argue with that. Um, so, yeah, I'm certainly, I mean, I'm involved with the Raw guys this year um, in uh, my, my Pro Painter Studios business, um, kind of helping out some bits and bobs. So that's all, you know, everyone's very much hoping that's going ahead. And I, I feel mm. confident it will. But, you know, at the end of the day, we never thought we were going to be in this situation. So it, it makes sense that, you know, um, just to kind of manage your own expectations, I suppose. Mm. And yeah. so... Obviously, you call it Warhammer achievements. Obviously, events always have titles, but it really does mean something in this in this regard. So, um, you know, if you're selling Warhammer achievements, what 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 is it? What in a nutshell? What 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 is different, or what is best about Warhammer achievements? I would say it's always been described to me as Warhammer Bingo where the gaming is important but what, what tends to take most precedence is the gaining of achievement points by doing things that you're not normally rewarded for during a game so making super long charges and risky plays and the whole premise of the tournament is to try to in, encourage things that you don't normally see normally going to tournaments so I, th I think Declan's quite famous for taking his all-goblin army before goblins were really a thing. And um, Ben Johnson has usually taken things like his entire monster list. It's generally where we first saw things like that. So it's just a very good way of seeing and rewarding some of the other parts of the hobby, like painting and, and <clears throat> army selection and things like that. Brilliant. Yeah, I think that's a great, a great, a great summary. And that's most certainly my... Um, I mean, I haven't done any Warhammer achievements, but I've done events, including my own, um, the, the Pro Painted Masters. I actually mm. took the achievement aspect um, into that event and had an awful oh, lot cool. of fun with it. Um, one of my favourite ones was, historically, um, we've got two guys at our club, uh, such as it is at the moment, uh, Steve and James. And they were driving up to a tournament together with um, old school fan favourite Dom Huck. And Dom made an off-the-cuff comment. Um, after James had thanked, um, no, Steve had thanked James um, about driving the distance. So Don went, well, oh, why don't you just buy him some flowers? And they stopped at a petrol station and Steve walked out with a bargain bin bunch of fucking cheap ass flowers to hand to the driver James while Don's just sat there in complete fucking bewilderment as what's going on so one of the achievements was buy your first round opponent flowers so first round there was just discarded flowers everywhere um, and one of the guys Tony Kirby had been a bit clever with it because he I think he, he's um, he works in the army and he, he's got access to like a I don't fucking know anyway he basically made steel flowers uh, all welded together and everything and had them to his I actually got them still I've no one wants to take them home, so I've got them kicking around somewhere. I can't actually remember. Um, but that was the fun I had with achievements. Um, and another one, which was um, an old school favourite, is Ben Diesel once uh, wrote an army list where he couldn't spell rat ogres. So he wrote rat -odgers. So it was just rat-odgers. <laughs> 
so it was it was like 20 achievement points which was like massive uh, on the score is that if you spent the entire game referring to everything as a retodger you got the 20 points and it was very strictly enforced so there's a, there is an awful lot of fun you can have with with the achievement aspect of things um so you mentioned actually about the number of tables you said about the doubles mm. but what's the, what's the main format of the event is it all is it five are we expecting five single player games what, what are we looking mm. at so so it's five it's five games um each of 2000 points um but you you bring two armies with you so you bring a 1000 point army and a 2000 point army okay yep. um normally they're the same race but if you've got a reason they don't have to be um and then each round you either play as part of a 2000 point army with your 1000 with uh, someone else right or you play on your own which means that you can have one versus oh, two, two yourself... versus oh, two. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, and, and one versus one. Um, so it means that we can play around and have odd numbers with no problems. Um, it also means we can get regular tournament players playing with people they wouldn't normally play with. So we quite, uh, Steve and Ben were very good last year at making sure the people who didn't know anyone were playing with and against people well-known in the community. Okay. Um, just so that they could make some connections and, and have some time to speak to people. So, uh, yeah, it's good, and everyone welcomes it, which is always nice, so we never have any backlash. Um, okay. So, yeah, so be prepared to play with people you haven't met before um, in doubles tournaments with armies that are not set up to play with each other. It's, uh, it's good fun. And I think that aspect's always worked really well. There's always been this really close-knit, respectful atmosphere where everybody just gets on with everyone else and um i've certainly through playing achievements it's been one of those events that uh, has helped me meet people in the community that i'm now friends with so uh, like i have a lot to thank achievements for in the past i mean that's that's great to hear and most certainly for people who are having a listen and you know maybe they're considering when all this lockdown's over their first event um you know, actually, War of Achievements could really be a great one because everyone won't have seen each other for a while. Um, and I know you had a lot of praise on the Mitzi and Jimbo show f- for the way that Steve was, you know, matchmaking, essentially. Um, mm. um, and I know having been at Raw in the past, it's a bit tricky. It's actually very, it's a very difficult thing to do. Um but I think actually, you know, if, if, you, if you're putting the time and effort into that and that's the approach you're having, I think that's a great idea. And, you know, I think I definitely appeal to people. Um, and on that note about pe- new people joining, um, it looks as though it's currently on mute. It's classic Rob. But hopefully uh, Rob Ellis has now joined us. Good evening, nerds. Yeah, right, mate. Hello, Rob. Right, mate, how are you? Hi guys, who have we actually oh. got on then? Because I don't recognise some of these voices. <laughs> so, okay, so we've we've got Declan Walters. Hi, Declan. Hello. Hello. And Ben. You're not going to ben. attempt it the second time. Ben Van Buell. Yeah, you got it right. Ben Van Buell. Nice yeah. to meet you, Ben Van Buell. They're, they're two, you too. They're two of the triumvirate running Warhammer achievements. So there you go. There you are, Rob, you're up to speed. Oh, fantastic. Well, I came in like when you're talking about playing with strangers. It's like this is my kind of speed, so I'll just stay in the background, stay muted, and listen. Talking about fiddling with strangers, it's fine. <laughs> Back background, uh, yeah. Lower the tone. Lovely. Here we are. No, it's fine. I've, I've already mentioned. I've already, already mentioned crossing balls. So mentioned. Mentioned. Oh, mate, honestly. How'd you get on? How'd you, how'd you get on painting your ass, <laughs> 
earlier instead of admiral. Yeah, no, I don't she... know where your autocorrect got Arsmeral from. I know, yeah. I mentioned painting my. You and, Jen, you and Jen cosplaying again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, just the comments on that paint photo as well, mate. Thanks. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, actually talking to people, like doing this is probably the most I've had to think about anything like podcasting because I'm not used to actually talking to people other than my wife. <laughs> well, I know, I, I know from my point of view, my uh, my wife desperately wants the tournaments to restart. Just you, she, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's had far too many weekends with me. You know. she's, she's getting fed up. Brilliant. I'm surprised at this point that I'm still alive and I've not been <laughs> murdered, really. <laughs> See, I'm I'm one of the lucky ones where I've got my own my own dedicated kind of hobby space and little business area. So, and I've got my painting and my hobby and i've got my game so i can entertain myself like for days if i need to but yeah the, honestly the, my voice is struggling with what's going on right now it's like what what are you doing why are you talking so much so often like you're not used to this this is madness so yeah i'm gonna mix up my words and i have i've been saying things backwards even just in conversations even to the fucking cat like just using the wrong words and just like oh what the fuck is going on I, i've stopped to function as a human being i swear to god um but anyway um so it's you fucking losing it by the sounds of it mate you know I mean? you're not stopping to function that's not fucking sugarcoat it lost the plot mate lockdown hits people so harder than others we just mentioned earlier that um um Potentially, it's looking like something like Blackout uh, might be the first Warhammer event, and that's going to be utter carnage. You imagine yeah. people having not seen each other for a while. There's a bar. I mean, I don't, I don't even drink. <laughs> talk, talk about your, talk about your fucking second wave. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> you so much fucking groping and fiddling that it's going to be. You're going to have to fucking go into a second lockdown. Won't see each other now until 2021. God, imagine if that was the headline: Warhammer tournament in Cardiff causes countrywide lockdown. <laughs> it's spelled country without an O. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, right. Anyway, Warhammer achievements. Um, so, when you've got a good chance of turning up the tables and doing um, singles or doubles games. Yeah. Um, and in regards to something um, that is quite close to my heart is the idea of what what ter- what terrain can we expect? What what we because I know with the narrow more. Let's be honest. I mean. Warhammer Achievements is more in the narrative camp than the match play camp. Would it, would I be right with that? Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Yeah. And what, what would you expect? I know with the narrative side of things, they certainly um, love their nice tables. Are, are we expecting something in a similar ilk? Yeah, completely. So we've um, at the moment, we've got 22 stock tables that we've previously used. And what we try to do is add a couple of new tables each year. So um, I've currently got uh, one in the pipeline, and I believe Steve may also have one in the pipeline as well. So that's Steve Ram. Yep. Um, so they basically they have a theme. Mm-hmm. So the one I built last year was Slanesh themed. You may have seen it was uh, uh, marbled heads and each individual table has its own set of rules. So the way you interact with the terrain is different on each table. So some of them give you movement benefits and things like that. And some of them allow you to make sacrifices and to give your units plus one to hit and things like that. So the terrain itself is very interactive. And what we tend to find on the Friday of Blood and Glory, our tables tend to get used more for people just playing any old game than the regular tournament tables, just because they look so striking and pretty. 
shop, yeah, I bet. Um, although can the, I, the Warhammer. Can uh, I slightly interject there? No. And with, 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 okay. Gushka. In, in fear of uh, lowering the tone even more, but you've got quite a, you've got a bit of history with Slanash theme terrain, haven't you, Matt? I don't know if any of the other boys have seen his um, Invitational's terrain that he took uh, to one of the best sort of. Well, I think it's probably the only narrative event I've ever been to is the Ming Invitational's that Ming hosted in back in uh, the end of uh, eight. But yeah, Matt had some really special uh, Slanash terrain there, didn't you, Matt? Yeah, well, this is not a, this is not a. We haven't texted each other and decided this is going to be a segue into this. I've got to be honest, this is not set up in any way, shape or form. Did either of you do no, the no. invitationals or you're aware of it? I did the invitational. I can't remember your scenery. That's okay. shocking. Isn't well, it? that's that's surprising. Anyway, it's less less about the scenery, but more the fact that now I'll point out, uh, talking about Mitzi and Jimbo show earlier, I listened to the Ming episode, uh, which is enjoyable. I like all the lads, but Jesus Christ, Ming's milking that Slanesh army. Like, it's holding my Zinch army and he's still talking about it. Um, but, yeah. but anyway, he talks about the fact and i i was like mm, that's interesting actually that ming's doing a slanesh army because for the ming invitational which was an eighth edition na- narrative event which they were uh, an absolute rarity um i took a slanesh army uh, of which my army list was <laughs> was um the center spread from uh, an asian beauty's porn mag um, which had written my army list on uh, had that all folded out nicely. I had a, my army movement tray was like a, a school dinner like plastic tray, which I'd I'd cut out all the like the adverts of all like all the ones you get at the back of the porn mags and gl- hot not hot glued it. Ugh, hot glue. <laughs> yeah. Just, Didn't you P- glue, did you mate? No, it all just, fucking stuck together already. <laughs> just PVA'd it all over. Uh, and the army and I Funny had a and I had a, a double ended dildo just coming out of one of the buildings um, to go in my nice slanesh themed army. And I'll point out that the first army that Ming did for Age of Sigmar um, was Slanesh. So, I mean, I'm going to fully take credit for the fact that Ming is doing the Slanesh army. And hence the segue um, into my... <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you forgot that deck, to be honest. No, nor can I. It's one of those like mental blackout things <laughs> that people have just like... Cho- their subconscious has chosen to, <laughs> forgot and to forget because it was so traumatic at the time. Well, it's funny you should say that because they, they this was a, this was a big so uh, Bristol Independent Gaming and um like it's a warehouse but you go in there's like a shop you go in there's like a front desk and a seating area and a shop and everything and then you, you have to walk right round and you hit the gaming rooms. So I don't think the people who were running the uh, running the store and everything realised what was going on. Like my army was no there on display. No fucking clue, mate. So this kid, <laughs> this, these parents walk in with like this like eight year old kid to come around and have a look at all the armies, and I'm I'm chatting away, and um yeah they have a good gander at my army, don't they? Then I, <laughs> then I got told off. <laughs> like, I've been here all day yesterday. Jeez, always good. Um, and also the, the du- that double-ended dildo that I mentioned, um, we went up to Big literally years later, um, and one of the members of staff came up to me and said, "Just out of interest, are one of you guys the one that's, that rocked up with the army display that had the double-ended dildo on?" I'm like, "Uh, yeah, that was me." Like, oh, we actually we threw that away last week. I'm like, mm, "That's <laughs> last week." A couple bit, of years later. Yeah, that's a bit disgusting. And they said, well, it was a bit weird because we were having like a, a club challenge and they invited another 40k team to come down and play um, against their local guys at Big. And uh, a guy rolled some dice. It went down behind a door, which is never closed. So it's always propped open. <laughs> he just picked up this, this great big double-ended dildo. <laughs> 
yeah, so that all mm. had us in complete stitches at the time. God, that was a few years ago now. I forgot about that. But yeah, anyway, so Ming doing Slanesh Army, that, that's that's all my credit. I'm going to have to at him at this episode now, just because he knows he gets gets the, gets the shout-outs. So we, I think we've kind of covered the the main ingredients of achievements, but we haven't really, because it's all about the achievements themselves. So give us an idea, you know, what's the breakdown for these what I mean, if you've got an idea of what a good score would be, what a bad score is, because I know somebody's gamed the system before and got the most negative ones. Um, yeah. Which, when you say gaming the system at narrative events, it's probably going to be Paul Buckler. I mean, am I right? <laughs> yeah. So, so you get positive scores for most of the things, and you're trying to get a positive score around about seventy gets you very high up. Sure. Um, and you tend to get you know a point for certain things. So during army selection, you'll get a point if you take a take a certain type of unit like if you take monsters um during gaming as ben's mentioned you'll get points if you do a double six charge um or if you cast some endless spells um there are also negative achievements so this is how we take the edge off um what would normally be top end warhammer um so there might be some zinch things in there this year (laughs) Um, zinch in particular depending on the Negative. Depending on the GHB. Yeah. Um, so that's how we just take the edge off. Because if you get a negative achievement, you're going to struggle to win the tournament. Um, right. uh, there was an achievement last year called Croak, um, which was casting the same spell in the same phase. And Paul Buckler worked out how to do it three or four times a phase every game. So he ended up with over minus 150, Amazing. which is the largest minus score ever. So uh, it's an achievement and it's... Uh, he did get a trophy for it. There you go, so, guaranteed uh, trophy. So, so there you go. So if you can work out how to get the most negatives, um, then uh, then you can absolutely do it. Paul insists he didn't plan it, but Bollocks. we don't really believe him. <laughs> There's usually quite a lot of competition for seeing who can get the most negatives as well as see who can get the most positives, which is rather unusual. Mm. Yeah, Paul's also always been one of those mentality. I mean, we did uh, one year at Raw, they did the Edamancy, where it was where you had your your leader was like a chemist and he was brewing all these potions. Uh, and Paul realised actually just sitting the guy in the corner of the table, completely not paying any attention to what's going on and just doing all the brewing potion stuff. Um, we could win you the event. And guess what? Did. So... <laughs> <laughs> it got that pretty quickly. We get a narrative event, and they're going, "Oh, how many points did you get for that one?" Oh, yeah, I got just him and Chris was getting on the bandwagon as well a bit. So um, yeah, it's definitely with you know if there's that. I love, I do love that kind of stuff though. Um, you know, putting something in there which is like, look, if you do this, we're going to knock some points off you. And so it just rocks up and goes, "Cool, brilliant, give me all the points," um, but not trying to win. But um, a question I always have is, how much does it matter that you win those games? Uh, so not not very much that you win the individual games. So um, I I won the tournament three years ago, um, and I won it by losing all my games, um, in, including including one doubles game where Ben was Ben was one of my opponents where I didn't kill a single thing, which uh, my 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 colleague wasn't particularly over the moon with. But I still speak to him. I still speak to Martin. So so it obviously didn't go too badly. Um, he does. Um, so, um, uh, so this time we we got rid of the the lose five game. Steve didn't like it, so it disappeared after I won. Um, but um, <laughs> you don't you don't get very many points for winning. 
Right. So you might get a point for winning, you'll get another point for losing, one point if you manage to get a draw. Um, so it's not it's not essential, which is great. It means you can fight really good opponents who know how to destroy your army, and you're just looking for the achievement points instead of the win, um, which means you can have lots of fun because you're never, ever out of, the, out of the tournament, even if a particular game is going badly. Brilliant. And the best thing about sitting on the score sheet side of things is usually halfway through the tournament, you have no idea who's winning because it, 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 there's, it's really difficult to work out who's in the first place, who's in last place. You get asked all the time, but it, it, you only really know coming into the last game who's actually in the running, which is also quite good. It's not like you've got a top table row and people are coming back going, oh, I hope day two, I really, really, really hope I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go down to the bottom half of the tables. Like, what? Irrelevant. No, and that's that's why the selection thing seems to work so well because it's just who needs it's almost like who needs a game you can play you you can play you and so on and so forth so it it's not very complicated trying to match people up because you're not trying to pair people by rankings and usually people will play with others who they like the army of and things like that. Sure, yeah, definitely. And how much? So I know that. Um, well, I'm hoping this is the case, kind of going forward. Am I right to say that there are achievements that you can earn as you basically turn up to the events? So there's things you can prep. Am I right? Not just army lists, but yes. Yeah, so we tend. So we have painting achievements, of which we can give you an, uh, an example of what some of the ones for this year are going to be. So the, the idea behind the painting achievements is about trying new things in your painting because uh, i particularly tend to get stuck in a rut and paint the same type of way all the time and achievements has been really good for me to try new things so um a good one example is painting eyes on at least one model that will get you an achievement point and it's something that i i don't think i've ever done oh um, hold on hold on what do you mean by eyes this um, <laughs> so, so so it's in uh, apologies for the it's, it's entirely in the eye of the beholder, so it's entirely up to you. So, um, so if I've got a um, a Bone Reaper skeletal eye socket that yeah. I've painted green and done a nice glow effect around, does that count as a pair of eyes uh, being painted? Absolutely. Winner. So, so the, the way that achievements works is it's it's up to you whether you score it or not. Brilliant. Um, well, I've just done so, the event. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> so, so you get you get very strange things like um, so we've we've got. Um, uh, we, we've had in the past non-metallic metal, yeah. Um, and w we have a different. So um, I I got the point for painting a sword on my wyvern, um, and it looks like a block of stone because I can't do non-metallic metal. <laughs> and it took me about four hours, and it was awful. Um, and uh, Jimbo got the same point for his entire army being non-metallic metal. So it's it's not. It doesn't need to be fair. It I just mean, needs to be that you've tried. Yeah, I mean. You know, I'm not a fan of non-metallic metal, so arguably your sword could well have been to the same standard as Jimbo's army. <laughs> Sorry, or Jumbo, as he's currently known on the on the on the rankings, thanks to Rob's uh, bad spelling. Um, so I, I believe you may actually have uh, a cheeky reveal of what all the painting achievements will be for this year. Am, am I right, Deck? Is that something? Yeah, that... we do. So, so Ben and I'll uh, Ben, do you have them in front of you, and we'll, we can sort of do it as a double act if you like. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got them in front of you. So, Do you want to go first? So yeah, so Ben Ben's already got the first one. So um, the second one is is impressive, most impressive. I bring a display board. Okay. So um, why is not so this? Can you change that? <laughs> can I change? Can it you to change what? the name of the achievement? <laughs> to Has what? Hashtag display board wanker. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, that's uh, <clears throat> we don't normally steal ideas, uh, but uh, that's, 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 that's very good. I would say if you turn up, we can make you your own custom A3 sheet where that is what it's called. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. No, that's, that's good. I think it's, that, make, that makes sense. I like it. Display boards are um, as controversial as concept armies. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the next one we have is heavy metal, which is include one or more metal model in your army. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, <laughs> this is just a traditional thing. So one thing we've usually had in achievements is bring a seventh edition model or older or, or something stupid like that. And um, I came with a model that I bought three weeks before the event and still got the points. So it, we were trying to make it a little bit different to see what we kind of get. Okay, cool. I, I, um, I like it. I'm thinking about bringing my Bone Reapers, and that's a bastard. So. <laughs> Well, remember, you don't have to do everything. Yeah, you do. You can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think anyone's do, got all 15 old, paintings. Old, old, old style in the gash, man. Old, oh, uh, yeah, no, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't even try and imply that I'm going to paint the old in the gash, all right? <laughs> yeah, and, and you, what you can do is you can proxy cast No. Because it's about the same, right, isn't it? I'm glad your I'm glad your signal on Skype went then because what you were saying was sacrilege. <laughs> uh, so, so we then got headhunter. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, perform five or more head swaps across your army. Um, those who have been following Steve Wren's Twitter account might see where that one's come from. Um, so um, yeah, it, just looking it, for it, armies. Is an track? Is he aware of these beforehand as well? Well, you, these, th- th- there's some influences are taken. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You said, is he got the inside track? Is he? Were, he you do realise he's employed by Games Workshop, didn't you? Yeah. So he always got the inside track. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember that <laughs> Okay, yeah, head swaps. Yeah, that's. Uh, um, would. Uh, I suppose having samurai three D printed samurai hats on all your models counts. Yeah, I would think so. Awesome. Sounds right. Right. I'm... As I say, like we said before, if you want to claim it, it's up no. to you to decide whether or not <laughs> you claim it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't claim it for that one. But um, okay, this do is. Do you have a Lego? Do, do, you have, do you have an incorporating Lego kits into your army achievement? There should be one for not, incorporating not, to- yeah. children's toys into your <laughs> army. Yeah. Uh, not. Not this year. Normally, the children's toys appear on the terrain. Steve is Steve's terrain t- yeah. quite often has children's toys on it. It's very good. Classic use for him. Mm. I, I'm actually going to have to listen back to this episode a couple of times, I think, to write these. Down. <laughs> <laughs> you, for anyone listening, are you going to reveal these formally at any point? Uh, any plans to? Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll reveal these um, probably over the weekend, but we want to give oh, you okay. a bit heads up because you're obviously painting achievements for pro painted seemed quite appropriate yeah i agree and, and things like the painting achievements the army selection achievements and the negative achievements they all go in the tournament pack as well so when that gets released you'll um you'll have full visibility of those awesome awesome right what have we got next i'm enjoying this, <laughs> this is will it blend try your hand at blending so this is the replacement for the non-metallic metal, basically. Right. Okay. So just try to get people to try a new technique. Brilliant. And if they want to make blended stones like me and Declan have both done in the past, then, yeah, you still get the point. Yeah. <laughs> Blending's blending. My whole arm's Indeed. blended, so after with that. Superb. Um, the next one is Memento. Uh, convert a hero model to be carrying or standing on a trophy taken from an enemy army. 
Oh, amazing, because I'm about to do that. Oh, brilliant. Sounds good. Well, I've got a cat across his first tournament, killed Shalaxi, Archeon, and a Moor Crusher. So I'm having trophies representing each one of those on my basis, so that makes me even happier. Wow. That's a, that's a very good kill, kill I mean, rate. He didn't kill them all, you know, every single wound <laughs> himself, but he got in there and got the killing blow, which is what matters. Yeah, good. All right, what's up next? I'm all about the base. Show off some scenic bases, not just sand and flock. Yep, that sounds great to me. I've got <laughs> ch- cherry cherry blossom trees probably count, so... Yeah, I would definitely think so, having seen your army. <laughs> awesome. This sounded better and better. <laughs> um, then, WYSIWYG. Um, ensure that every artefact of power on your roster is clearly visible via a distinct conversion and paint job on the hero carrying it. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's, that is one I've seen in the past and I love. <laughs> so remember, was it Terry that did like the wizard's hat on his grunt and clean one, something like that? Oh, quite probably, yeah. yeah so I, I do love stuff like that. So that's cool for the Bone Reapers. I, I, I can work with that. The next one is There's a Light, Attempt Object Source Lighting. Yeah, I, I always love a bit of OSL, especially if it's really shitly done quickly with an airbrush, <laughs> eh, Rob? Oh, he's on mute. Never oh, he's mind. on mute. Oh, dear. dear. Um, no, uh, yeah, no, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just no. And, Just no. And the great thing I find about these, as, as Ben said, is they make you try things. So it doesn't, yeah. you know... We're quite careful in using words like attempt and try, because <laughs> I'm not the best painter in the world. I just paint armies quickly. Um, but, um, yeah, the, the, the attempt is always fun finding out. And I always like going through YouTube videos to try to find out how non-metallic metal works and still horribly failing. So it's a, yeah, it's a good opportunity to learn something new yeah, or fail to I, I really like guess, that. I, th- I think it gives, um, I mean, just sort of chipping in here, because I, I realise I haven't really brought much to the table apart from, uh, um, you know, lowering the tone as we had it, as we mentioned earlier. But I think um, you know, having having sort of achievements in there that, um, you know, if, if someone, you know, if people want to come along and earn the extra points in an event, that's fine. But just having that um, incentive to try techniques that they might not necessarily um would you know have been hesitant to do before but also um more importantly being um in a what's the word sort of a, in an arena or, or in a setting where it's like you said it's it's you know attempting something or trying something rather than thinking well I, you know I, I fancy entering you know into a, like a you know, not a, a, a you know a serious painting competition. Not to say that mm. to undermine the event, but do you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. there's that difference, isn't there? Of you know, well, I, I try a non-metallic metal for you know to enter in for Warhammer Open Day or Golden Demon or whatever. But if mm. or, or even for something like South Coast painting or or for Face Hammer or something like that. But if they think, well, okay, well, I'm going to get a point for it. I'm going to give it a go. Mm. Just get just giving that giving that given the reason to just give that someone a little push to. To, to do something they perhaps wouldn't have necessarily sort of had the um, sort of incentive to do yeah. might kind of unlock their their journey into getting better at that sort of thing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. which I well, think is really positive. Yeah, it certainly helped for me. Two years ago, Steve put in used technical paints and I use Nilux Oxide and I love it now. And I would never have used it if Steve hadn't 
said to use it. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's yeah. good, good paint, and um, you know, it's a good example as well, isn't it? You know. Mm. Um, so the, the next one is Company Pride, which we might need to explain a little bit about Achievements 8. So have a model display the crest of the mercenary company you fight for on a banner, shield or similar emblem. So it can be freehand or a conversion. So Warhammer Achievements 8 is called Dogs of War um, and uh, you'll get a free uh, a free hero um, that you can convert as you like. Um, who will belong to one of five mercenary groups. So we will uh, release some of that information later. Um, but Steve previously did this with all Warhammer achievements, so we're following up. So effectively, you have a hero who will change throughout the um, uh, throughout the tournament, um, and each one will be slightly different. So there'll there'll be ones that sort of slightly represent order, slightly represent destruction. But you can choose a different one. So if you're corn, you can be led by the destruction mercenary captain and things like that. So it's a good opportunity to have a little bit of modelling. Um, but also we uh, we hope that people will try to tie their mercenary captain into their army. So that's for. Did you mention? Did you mention freehand there as well? Uh, yeah, Chris, it can, it can be freehand, but a conversion's okay as well. So if, yeah. if you find you could, you could you could do a double whammy. So if your freehand mm. included the word with the letter I in it, does that count as painting eyes as well? <laughs> if you want to claim it, you can. <laughs> I love the I love the fact that me and Rob, like here as painters, have just literally tried to game the system from the minute that you said, "Yeah, go for it." Um, but uh, yeah, me, so just to, just for me to get that right in my head. So that's for something in your army to have something that reflects who your mercenary leader is. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, it, you could, if you wanted to, decide to do it on your on your mercenary leader, for example. So if you've got a lovely army like like, like yours, Matt, that is already finished, um, the mercenary captain is just something new to add to it in the same sort of scheme. But you might choose to have a wizard or somebody for a, an orc or something just completely different for something that ties in. I've got an idea because I need to do something for Raw, so I think I'm going to take the Raw narrative forward. Ah, so uh, good that you should mention that. So just as a, I mentioned it on um, Mitzi and Jimbo as well, Joe is working with the Raw team okay. to allow people who attend Raw and Warhammer Achievements to get a small little bonus when they when they appear in Warhammer Achievements. Will, so I, allow, if, will I be allowed to use my fully finished Cogfort? So you will. Uh, so not your cog fort. <laughs> you will be able to use your uh, use your leader, um, and okay, we cool. we need to work out points and things. But uh, well, that's yeah. what I was considering. So I was going to use that model, so that sounds amazing. Good. Yeah, and also this year for achievement, which is slightly, we've not actually done this before. So, um, in terms of the mercenary captain, you'll get to choose between three. So we have a foot mounted combat monster. I love how you said foot mounted. Oh, well, yeah, he's mounted on his own feet. It makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> is that not what he's called? Love. No, <laughs> foot mounted, are you? Not mounted on your feet. You know, you were talking like... about being in lockdown and not talking to yeah. people enough. I think I'm definitely in that category. Yeah. It's like saying, oh, my bases have got dead corpses on them. <laughs> as opposed to alive corpses. <laughs> Okay, so so we've got a foot-mounted character. I'm going to roll with it. (laughs) Please do a war scroll with it saying he's foot-mounted. I think there's still time to make some changes. So we've got a mounted one, a guy on foot, and a wizard war scroll. So you've got the three different war scrolls, and they all have strengths and weaknesses compared to each other. So it, it gives you the freedom to convert or to make a model however you like to fit into the army. Yeah, to be like an archetype, basically. 
Awesome. And if anyone manages to pull off a foot-mounted character, I'm I will... I'm actually of a foot-mounted. Is it going to be a character mounted on a foot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, right, what was next before we, we, we got distracted with the, with the Raw crossover? Okay, so it's X marks the spot. Make some custom objective markers. So it's kind of a standard, usual one, but it's quite nice to have. Yeah. I've done that for my army, so that's brilliant. Already done. Obviously, if you want any, you know, if you're listening and you're like, oh, I fancy some acrylic, <laughs> acrylic, uh, specifically designed objective markers for my army, hit me up. I can do those for you as well. A little plug. There you go. Job done. Thank you for that. Um, Always on the fucking shit, aren't you? <laughs> I was going to say, is it a plug when it's your own pro- podcast? Uh, it's slightly different. Rob doesn't own it, for example. Rob could argue he owns some of the podcasts. Um, but yeah. I'm going to say it's a plug. Um, but yeah, well, yeah any, any business I can get at this time of year is is much uh, much appreciated. So you never know if one person wants some custom objectives, then I'll be happy. Especially if they said it was for Warhammer achievements. So before you announce the next one, Declan, mm. this one's this one's quite dear to my heart um, because of a, a friend of mine and his penchant for spending money on converting things. So off you go. Oh right, okay. So how much did you spend? Um, convert a single model. I thought, I, th- I, th- I thought you were talking about me then. Uh, <laughs> I think this, this sounds up your street. <laughs> it does. I'm fucking. I'm locked and loaded for this one. Yes. So convert a single model using components from five or more different kits. That's just a. That's ending <laughs> ending, with, ending with day for Rob. <laughs> well, I, I, well I, I, Bellicor had. Oh, it was. I think two hundred something. Two hundred fifty-six. Different individual pieces. Obviously, not 256 different kits, but yeah. Wow. Wow. So this primarily for me comes from a friend of mine who would buy an Archeon kit and a Gash kit just for the smallest of components on it. And then it's like, what do you do with the rest of the, the kit? It's like, still got it. I'm not going to use it for anything. It's just in case I need it. And so, I thought, like, okay. That's like one of my best friends, <laughs> Rob Ellis. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> At least there's more than one of you. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, yeah. I like that. That's that's again for me as just a hobbyist. Obviously, thinking about what I'm going to be doing for RAW, and then you know considering something like Warhammer achievements, like having these little categories to tick is so good for creative juices. Like again, right. So when I convert up my hero, um, I'm also going to make sure he, he conv- he's convert. He's not only is he foot mounted in that he's also going to be foot mounted and be made from five different kits. So yeah, brilliant, amazing. That's a good point, Matt. Um, a lot of players make their painting and gaming achievements from from single models. So um, Jimbo last year did quite a lot by converting an old Imperial war wagon, and he did loads of different things on it in order yeah. to get loads of points. So there's no harm having multiple points on one model if you've... Uh, example. Yeah. Fantastic. Right, so what we've got next? Gagging for Regiment all. of Renown. Paint up a new mercenary unit, especially for Warhammer Achievements 8, in additional to your mercenary captain. Ah, boo. Bone Reaper's kind of mercenaries. <laughs> Next. I know, so you can, so um, one of the things, we can break rules in Warhammer Achievements. So um, last year, Steve Foote brought uh, an, am- an amazing um, Skaven army, which yeah. was full of Doom Wheels, and every single Doom Wheel had a different war scroll. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, absolutely, if you want to break the rules, okay. 
just give us a yell just to make sure you're not breaking them too badly. We haven't banned too many armies in the past. Oh, um, I like that. So, uh, so, yeah, so if you want to bring something, absolutely don't worry about what the actual rules say. It's more important to have fun. Well, I like I liked the ideas of doing some... Uh, Steve Foote had said... Uh, funny enough, Steve Foote had, had mentioned it on, on Twitter because I'd asked... I'd said, look, I think my Bone Reaper Army's finished except for an extra kind of couple of extra embellishes, uh, embellishments I'm going to do. What should I think about next? And he mentioned something I'd considered, which is the idea of adding, like, spirits to the army with my with my... Uh, conical style hats and i'm like eh, problem is bone reapers can't really ally and now you're sat there going yeah whatever if you want to put you know chain rats in with some conical hats we don't really give a monkeys i'm like oh that sounds amazing <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah and in our army selection achievements we even have a, another achievement that's similar to that which is the madness of king foot which is to develop a completely new unit with a custom war scroll so you can always do something like that oh see are you, are you guys a fan of a TV series called Supernatural? If you if you've ever seen it. Uh, no, sorry, that's bad radio, isn't it? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. It's not at all. Because um, there's an amazing thing it introduced. Well, I'd never knew about it before. It introduced me to the fact that the Japanese have alcohol spirits, i.e., ghosts that haunt different bottles of alcohol, and when you unleash them, they just try and kill you. So um, I've got this great idea all of a sudden of doing some ghosts to go in my army that involve me drinking. <laughs> so that could well be a war scroll which interacts with maybe the I might get a breathalyzer and the more my score goes up, the more powered up they get on the chart. That's my instant that. thought. Brilliant. So that would be fucking amazing. On the Sunday there'll be dog shit because I won't want to go near any alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, so I'm totally doing uh, that. <laughs> I'll look forward to seeing it. <laughs> Yeah, be interesting. So the uh, the penultimate one, um, say hello to my little friend. Uh, feature oh, a get small your cock pet. Out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so oh. um, feature a small pet or sidekick on a hero model's base. Oh, okay. I like that. So I, I use this as an excuse to use non-games workshop manufactured stuff as well, just so ju- just to spread, <laughs> just to try different things. I know, shocking, isn't it? I imagine you was a um, beaver kind of guy. <laughs> I've got some crows somewhere that are on the basis of my ogres, but um, they've, they've not come out to play for a while. No. They're not very petty, are they, crows? Not really, no, but they're very ogre Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Okay. No, I do. I think that's cool. I, I think that's a great idea. It reminds me of the fact I found a design the other day for Space Marine shoulder pads with cats sat on them. <laughs> <laughs> that might get worked into my army now. I have an excuse. Cat, a, cat across <laughs> with a K with a C. Oh, oh. Cat, cat across is not being modified to have a fucking cat. <laughs> I've got Dan's mate. You might you might have a spare one. No. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. No, I don't want to paint another one. Right. <laughs> what What's the final all crowning glory achievement then? I wouldn't say it's all crowning glory, but it's something we're all guilty of. Tournament tradition, include a model you only finish painting the night before attending Blood and Glory. Nice. See, again, straight away I'm thinking gamey, like, I'll just take black paint and rim it. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Or Or just the last edge highlight or reflection in one single gem. Just edge it. Like a dot. Yeah. 
It should have been well. It should. The rule should be well on the tabletop. I the model has to go down the first game. There's still a wash drying somewhere. See, for none of these, you don't really ask for evidence. So you no. know, it's all it, it all works on on how you feel you want to game the system. Okay. I, I, I've got a feeling I'm going to do well at this event. Uh, certainly, the painting achievements will uh, will shockingly be very good for you. Well, it's a lot to be honest. There's, there's a lot to think about and consider, um, mm. which is great because just you know, with a project I pretty much finished recently, the idea of having these little extra things to to consider is is awesome. Um, so to go back very quickly, the event is is basically bring a two thousand point list, but think bring a one thousand point kind of alliable list with you as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I tend to bring it from the same group, but you don't have to. If you can come up with a reason why they're different, absolutely. A thousand and a two thousand thing be however different you want. In in the in the good old days, I took three and a half thousand points of troops. Right. Just just so that I would paint stuff and it would fill my display board. But uh, you, you definitely don't need to do that. Cool. And how do you display? So talking about the painting itself, um, hmm. it, you, I assume you're doing trophies for the painting side of things. Yes. So in terms of painting trophies, yeah. uh, we've got a best painted, which is player voted mm-hmm. for the 2000 point list, a best painted, which is the judges award. Yeah. Um, and then I think this year we're also going to have a best painted for your individual mercenary general. OK, cool. Um, if you do you not have to answer straight away but if you guys want second and third place trophies for both those categories i'd be happy to supply them for free Ooh, thank you very much because i like trophies and it means more results for the rankings Ooh. no no that that's that would be great um, as long as you don't you. win your own trophy that would be a bit weird that, that <laughs> happens semi-regularly <laughs> so i wouldn't i wouldn't worry i'm kind of used to it Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that in a big-headed way. It just it does keep happening. It's not. It's not. It's not unusual. Um, but no, that that's awesome. So you you, you are. <clears throat> so the main focus, really, to be fair, is on your two thousand point army because that's what people are voting on. Um, but you've got your thousand points to think about as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So in terms of painting, your your two thousand is the one that really matters. But the um, but in terms of gaming, if you've got to make your one thousand, be able to do some of the things in the gaming achievements. Oh, sure. Yeah. Just absolutely. to give yourself a chance. So don't. Uh, don't don't just put the rubbish into the house. <laughs> and is it so? Obviously, we're so used to you know, and particularly for people listening, tournaments itself. We use GW's competitive rule set, which is the matched play. Which, as we know <laughs> nowadays, with the general's handbook um, publication, that's very structured, um, even to the point where it tells you how to run a match play tournament. So how much of that do you use? Are you going, are you saying ignore the match play point, just look at the narrative section, build your army around that? Spoilers, it's not actually that different. Um, <laughs> kind of what, what aspect do you come from? Are you running it as a match play narrative event or is it narrative, don't worry about the match play side of things? Um, so so it, it tends to be match play narrative just to give people things to build it around. Okay. Um, just that structure. So we, we quite, yeah, we quite like to have battle line and stuff because then you get to see interesting things and you get to see different things. Um, however, if people want to bring a specific thing, um, just get in contact with us. So, as I said before, Steve Foot brought an insane army, none of which was battle line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For a bit of a laugh. So, so we're very open. Yeah, so we're, yeah, yeah. we're very open to anything at all, really. 
I think it was his um, merc- a couple of years ago. There was his mercenary captain thing on a ship where the entire army was custom war scrolls. Yeah, yeah. So we're, ben, we're we're very open. Yeah, and Ben Johnson at one point brought five more crushers when it was two and a half thousand points. So uh, yeah, you don't you, you don't need the battle line. I think it was seven steam tanks last year, or was it six? Nine. Nine. There we go. Yeah, Neither. It was. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> But you you still have to stick to the two thousand points, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The two thousand and a hundred. Not not really, no. What if you took a war scroll that was five hundred points and just wrote it so it was four hundred points? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? There's, these questions have never come up. <laughs> so, I told you, like people don't believe me. Painters are more competitive. Than the gate. Well, actually, that's not true. But we have a laugh around the fact that you know painters do actually consider things that other people won't. Um, but yeah, no, fantastic. Um, I think I think we've covered uh, achievements pretty well. Um, I to me, it just sounds fantastic. I mean, I was I wanted to go to Warhammer achievements this year. I listened to that Mitzi and Jimbo show. Um, I really enjoyed it. It definitely piqued my interest. Was like, yeah. If I can go, I definitely want to go to this. And now speaking to you chaps, I'm 100% committed to attending this if it goes ahead. So I'm <laughs> going to, like I said, going to cross everything I've got. Um, Rob, do you reckon you might be able to attend if 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 it's possible? Do you think you might rock up to an event like this? Um, yeah, once my army's finished. Um, so I don't know if you guys will still be going in 2028 or whatever it is. Um, but no, I mean, definitely, I think having, um, you know, Raw's always caught my eye and I know where Warhammer achievements have always had a, you know, a lot of work gone into it. And, um, yeah, it does seem sort of like something that I think it's nice to, um, and sort of not to go off too much for a tangent, but it's nice to be in a position where, you know, you've perhaps got an army, um, you know, that you've you've had for a little while, maybe. And I, I, th- I think if you know, if I if I were to come along to something, I said it'd probably be a, a you know, it's a nice opportunity to revisit like an older army, and maybe add a couple of bits and bobs to it, where you know it's an excuse to add maybe another character to it, you know, to fulfil some of the achievements or to actually, you know, um, sc- score some points by. You know, because you, you could you could quite easily use a lot of the uh, achievement points, uh, you know, through upscaling an army potentially. Yeah. Definitely. So um, mm-hmm. you know, something like the you know my my wood elf slash sylvanus slash mixed order army. You know, it'd be nice to perhaps add a you know if I were to come along to add a, like a character to that. Maybe you know some funky conversion and and you know sort of perhaps revisit some of the highlights. Don't think you need to add any funky conversions to your army. That's for certain. <laughs> well, no, but. You know, you know. I mean, not necessarily myself, but as an example, you know, perhaps you know, like you said, just adding, like doing the little thing with the. You can imagine converting up a a spite, you know, or something to represent a pet on one of the bases, or you know, having a mercenary captain that ties into the theme of your army as a, you just proxy it as something, you know, that's actually viable in your army that you don't necessarily have to, um, you know, the rules don't have to necessarily count, you know, just as a one-off, you know, you can just let your imagination run wild and as long as i guess as long as you run the the rules or the points or whatever if you come up with a custom character past these guys then it's all good you know i you know there's a there's always been a couple of uh sort of ideas that i've had for certain armies where you think well it doesn't actually quite fit in to 
you know, the normal framework of building an army and perhaps, you know, having a, an army that you've got already there. So you're not having to go through the whole process of building an army specifically, but giving yourself an opportunity to do just like a one-off sort of single piece where, you know, you're not constrained by the, the battle tome or the rules that are there at hand. It'd be, it'd actually be quite nice. It's a bit of a throwback to stuff like doing the, the old Realm of Chaos war bands and, and stuff where you've got champions that have all these different sort of mutations and equipment and stuff. It'd be nice to actually just let your imagination run riot on, on something without having to worry necessarily about whether it's going to be accepted into a standard match play tournament, you know? And that's, you know, stuff like the, you said with Raw, with the, the chemist stuff and the conversions that all you guys did with that. That's, that, that kind of thing really captured my imagination. So, yeah, I could definitely see myself doing something, but it, it need. I think it would need to be, you know, based around an army that I'd already done. Yeah, I'd love and, to see you break just up adding a couple of bits. Yeah, and, you know, perhaps build a, a few bits and bobs on top of it. You know, so yeah, no, mm. sounds good. Fantastic. Yeah, I think that's a, a great little Rob's rant to, to kind of end on there. Um, <laughs> but the most important thing being is um, when tickets are available, where should people be looking? Um, so, so they're on the, um, the Blood and Glory Bad Dice website, okay. um, and um, you can find the information um, on our Twitter account as well. So at W Achievements, um, where uh, Joe very kindly keeps keeps everyone up to date on on what we're doing. But uh, at the moment, tickets are not on sale. Um, yeah. Ben Curry's just waiting to see if he can work out if it's actually going to go ahead or not. Um, he doesn't really want to sell tickets and then have people disappointed. So, uh, yeah, we're waiting for a little bit more positive news. No, so hopefully we'll get that soon. Excellent, excellent. What I'll do, I'll put a link in the show notes as well for people to kind of keep an eye out on. Um, and I'll do that with um, your guys' um, <clears throat> Twitter handles as well. Uh, you can give them a quick shout out if you want in case anyone's got any any questions in the meantime. Uh, so mine's at Skeekrit, uh, S-K-E-E-K-R-I-T. When, just, honestly, just change that will you just make it <laughs> Declan something <laughs> I probably should change it it's, it's been uh, it, it's been my Twitter name since I've played 8th edition Skaven right yeah sure. and I'm, I'm and I'm redoing them for my slow grow so yeah. it's probably about time I looked at it but uh, yeah yeah it's just one of those things uh, <laughs> Ben do you want people hitting you up on Twitter no <laughs> <laughs> Is he, is he gone? Has Rob put him to sleep with that little forest rant? Uh, no, sorry, I was trying to talk on mute because I'm a professional. Fantastic. Um, I love the fact that happened because, yeah, that's kind of Rob's thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm at B. Van Buell, so nobody will ever find me because you won't be able to spell it. That, that, that's still good, but I'll put the link in the in the show notes anyway, so people can hit you up. Um, but yeah, no, I think um, I'll, I'll definitely be keeping my eyes open for tickets. Um, I part of me knowing Blood and Glory is a big AOS event itself. It, it does interest me uh, in kind of going to that, but um, I think the option of doing something like achievements is uh, is right up my street. And I think we can hear Rob just hobbying away in the background. Just that, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> now he's on mute. Right. No, no. So on on that note, um, I think we'll end it there. Is there any kind of final words from you guys? Anything you wanted to chip in with before we go? Uh, no, just to say, so you mentioned um, Love and Glory being a big event. Um, what we found in the past is it's it's great fun if groups of people, groups of friends, want to do Blood and Glory, but you might not be one of the competitive ones. 
sure. do Warhammer achievements and let your mates do do the big Age of Sigmar tournament, and then you can all all attend the same tournament then. Yeah, great idea, and I think that might be what happens with us um, as a as a group. We'll see. Obviously, there's quite a lot of us um, Dorset and further lads nowadays. Um, brilliant. Well, thanks ever so much for dropping in the message. It's been a, an absolute joy to record this with you, and uh, you know, get a bit of an insight into what what will be happening, particularly with the achievements. That's fantastic. I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, Rob, thanks for ju- jumping on. Um, so yeah, that's it for episode 34. Um, hopefully, we'll be back in again two, three weeks, um, and we'll have a bit of a catch up, maybe some listener questions again. But yeah, thanks for listening. Go away. Bye. Bye. I wasn't looking for action, just some distraction, just a little weak night, both in the back. I wasn't looking for romance, just a quick slow dance and the off chance that an off night and a side glance might lead me to the wrong